Hello and welcome to our inaugural podcast for Colton Lutheran Parish. It is a pleasure to be here with you today as you listen. Uh, this is a ministry of Colton Lutheran Parish. I am Pastor Herb Woundedhead. I am the pastor here at Colton Lutheran Parish, a joint collaboration of St. Jacob's Lutheran Church and First Lutheran Church in Colton. Today we will have a Pentecost sermon uh, focusing on the book of Acts. This comes from Acts 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my servants, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Our reading from the book of Acts is about what happened during that first Christian Pentecost, the first 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Pentecost is a traditional Jewish festival. It follows 50 days after the festival of Passover, and so we sort of run parallel with our Jewish brothers and sisters in this celebration time. The first Pentecost was a time of great cosmopolitan intermixing, a place where all people would come to Jerusalem from near and far and celebrate the harvest time. Pentecost was a harvest festival a time when many people would come to the city. 
Now, there were many people gathered around in all sorts of cultures and nationalities, and we here up in Colton don't have a whole lot of this cosmopolitan thing that happens up here for us. Well, sure, we are of different nationalities, but for the most part, we're all of a, how we shall we say, a Western European lineage. Myself included, I am uh, half Norwe- or quarter Norwegian and a quarter Dane. I am from the Happy Danes. We aren't afraid to dance and play cards in my mother's family. But the other half is Lakota. I am a member of the Oglala Lakota tribe. And so I like to say that my own self is a great cosmopolitan intermixing, even though it's not. I mean, I grew up in a small town in southeastern South Dakota, and my great cosmopolitan intermixing was when I went to seminary, where I met people of all different backgrounds and belief systems and upbringings and cultural understandings. And so that was my sort of foray into what a cosmopolitan life might be. But it really wasn't all that strange for me in that I could understand what everyone was saying to me. Now, granted, we might have disagreements about things, but for the most part, I understand. I understood what everybody was telling me. The only time that I've ever, well, there's been a couple of times in my life where I have run into places where I felt extremely uncomfortable and vulnerable because I wasn't sure of myself and the language was unfamiliar to me. When I was in seminary, I did what was called a cultural immersion experience or a cross-cultural experience. And for me, that meant going to Mexico City, Mexico. It was a Mexico City at that time had over 25 million people in it. And I was really unfamiliar with myself and sort of felt out of place for everything that was going on. What I mean by that is things in Mexico City are much more diminutive than they are up here in South Dakota. For instance, doors are smaller. Public transportation, things like a bus, the seats are much smaller. And people are, let's say they don't grow them as big as we do up here. Myself, I'm six feet tall, over 300 pounds, and I think the average person in Mexico City was probably around 120, 130 pounds. They were much smaller than me. And one of the things that we had to do was to ride on the subway in Mexico City itself, a pretty out-of-the-box thing for me growing up in rural South Dakota, but I'm all up for new experiences. So uh, this was the way we're going to travel in the city, so this is what we needed to do. So the leader at that time told me that, okay, Herb, you're the biggest one out of all of us. What I want you to do is to make a hole for all of us to fit into this train. It's a rush hour time in Mexico City, so I want you to plow your way through as far as you can and make enough room for the rest of us. So I said, okay, I can do that. I was an offensive lineman in high school. It shouldn't be too much of a stretch. 
So what I did was when the door opened, I put my hands close to my chest and waddled my way into the subway car saying, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. Well, that wasn't good enough for our leader. He said, no, move. And he pushed me in the back as hard as he possibly could. And I lost my balance and I stumbled and I put it, put it, put it, put it, put it, ran over three little citizens of Mexico City, squished them up against the window of the subway car. All I could say at that time was perdón, which is what I was told was an apology term for uh, when you were in Mexico City. One of these ladies looked up at me in the face and with a scowl on her brow said something in Spanish that I'm not really quite sure what it was, but I know that she wasn't very happy with me. I say all of this to you because that sets the stage for me and for us, I think, to see just how amazing this Pentecost moment was in the early stages of Christianity. Like I said, there were many people gathered around in all sorts of cultures and nationalities, and then the rush of a violent wind came into the space, and the disciples began to speak to all of the people gathered at this time, and they can understand each other. It's an amazing and holy moment when we can understand each other in the midst of great differences, great differences, both ethnic, national, political, cultural, whatever it might be, Pentecost is a pretty big deal. It's a very important festival in the Christian church, but it is one that is often overlooked and even taken for granted. We have Christmas, we have Easter, and we have Pentecost. Big, important days in the church. I think what this inbreaking and burying or breaking of language barriers in Pentecost is a little bit what happened to me in Mexico City because I've never felt more vulnerable in my life than at that point in time. There were so many people and I didn't understand anything. I could ask where to go to the bathroom, but that was about it. So when I think of this Pentecost moment and how freeing it is when someone understands you, when someone gives you grace and freedom and a sense of belonging, one of the things that is so important about the Christian life is being able to offer hospitality to everyone we meet. Just as Abraham did, he welcomed in the strangers, offered them food, offered them shelter, and showed them God's love for them. We understand what it means to be hospitable only when we've had to rely solely on the compassion of another to make us feel welcome, to make us feel 
at home. Only then can we see and know and breathe in such a way that makes us full of compassion and love and of God's spirit. What happens on the day of Pentecost is often been called the birth of the church. Well, that is true. But what I think it really is, is the day of proclamation. The story here in the book of Acts is written so that we may know that we need to tell the story of Jesus Christ to everyone that we can in whatever way we best know how, because the word reaches everyone in its own unique and different way. For me in Mexico City, the time that I experienced hospitality is when we met with a host family, and we stayed a couple of days with this family in the outskirts of Mexico City. And this host mother made for us a meal. And my whole time that I was most excited to go to Mexico City was to experience the food. I love to experience new foods. And so I was ready for a real Mexican meal. And so I sat down at the table and what did I see? but chicken fingers and french fries. All the host mother wanted to do was for us to feel that we are at home with something that we were familiar with. I carry that image with me wherever I go because she did something out of the ordinary to make us feel welcomed, to make us feel like we belong. I think the power of this Pentecost story and the power of God moving and working through the Spirit is that faith is created from outside of us. When we hear the good news of Jesus, when we hear what God has done for us and the Spirit creates faith in each and every one of us. The first apostles tell those around them about God's great deeds of power. Holiness, then, is no longer just for a select twelve, but it is for all people gathered in Christ's name. God already knows on this Pentecost day who you are. And may the miracle of Pentecost, that miracle that all people can now hear the message of Jesus Christ, light the fire within your hearts today. Thanks be to God. Amen.